I usually put the trailer before the show, but the trailer for this movie really sucks, so I'll just do a quick reenactment. Oh no, a log. Oh my god, that's going to get us. Thanks, Bob. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is the very first week of Final December Nation. Uh, we watched my pick, which was Final Destination 2, and I have, I was telling TJ, a bit of a surprise. Uh, Final Destination 2 uh, stuck with me so much that I wrote a page-and-a-half essay on Final Destination 2. All right. I'm happy to share either when I do my five-knuckle shuffles or prior to or post the the synopsis of the film. Like, I... Couldn't help like but think of it. All, all could have randomly picked a Final Destination, had a conversation about it, not known that <laughs> yeah. we all hadn't watched the same movie. I, I don't. I feel like these are all going to be pretty similar. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, we watched Final Destination two. So yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, it's going to be an interesting month. I'll say that. Oh, it's going to be. I don't know how this month's going to turn out, but it's going to be this first week. I ain't mad at this first week. Yeah, I, I, uh, we'll get into it, but yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, it, it was something. It was definitely, oh. I, it, yeah. I think it, it go well, ahead, welcome, welcome back to the turlet. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. bad. See, I'm, like, surprised, I, I'm surprised that, like, after you're like, like, so TJ and I were talking about, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll talk, into uh, it. we'll talk about my problems with the movie specifically. Like, I mean, that's what we do, right? That is gener- that's the general idea of the show. <laughs> problem singular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. no, there's, there's definitely many problems. Um, anyway, uh, let's get into what we watched this week. Alec! Um, I watched uh, two things. Two things? <clears throat> um, Thank you. One of the things was <laughs> Shrek 3. Oh. The third one, I remember liking that one. That's not very good. No, I mean it's that still, it's, that the... still, it's still good, like compared to most animated movies. But it doesn't hold up to the first two. It definitely doesn't hold up to the second one. The second Can you one, tell is the me, best there's a one, fourth in one. In my opinion, yeah, there's a fourth one with Rumpelstiltskin as the bad guy. I don't think. What's I've the ever third? What's one. the what's the crux of the third one? I get the third and the second one mixed up. The third one is. Uh, they have to get King Arthur to be the rightful heir to the kingdom because the king dies. I don't think I've ever seen the third one. Though. Justin Timberlake plays Arthur. Hmm. JT. Um, I yeah. think I must have only seen the first two. The f- yeah. I mean, that's really all you need to see. The other ones oh, are okay. okay, but the first two How are the best. How many more are there? There's four, plus there's all kinds of like holiday specials and stuff like that. Right. Like I don't know if they're full feature length. The Shrek um, movies there's, always there's a whole bunch sorry, of them. Like Mike Myers is prolific. Like I always forget that he's like, you know, the voice of Shrek. Like he's got like so many movies under his belt. I'm surprised that that's a property they haven't tried to relaunch. Well, when's the last one that came out? It wasn't that long ago, was it? Shrek Five is. No, Shrek. I think the last well, one Shrek was Five four. is to be determined. No, oh. there's there's. It's they have an option. They have something for it, and there's no release date yet. So when is when did four come out? Uh, four came out uh, in ten, twenty ten. So that's been well twenty uh, eleven it's years a, now. It's a long. So time that's been a while. But the article about Shrek Five came out in July twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. So like twenty seven, twenty twenty one. Jesus Christ! What, the hell? <laughs> what are we doing? Sorry, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. I'm looking at this beer, and it doesn't expire until March of twenty eight twenty two, and I don't know why, but that just like blew my mind. Future proof beer, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Wait, uh, are you sure it's not two slash eight slash twenty two? Yeah, that's probably, oh. probably February eighth. Not the year. Not the year. Uh, yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> Wait eight hundred years and see if it's fresh, and then we'll figure it out. <laughs> we live in the year three thousand, and <laughs> I mean, it is Miller Lite, so God yeah, only knows. It's just, know. it's just barely been skunked at that point. <laughs> right, right. It's you just wouldn't piss taste, water, you, no you matter be able what. To taste the difference. Oh yeah, because Gogs has High Life in his fridge from like ten years ago still, and they, every now and then one of those gets cracked open. Oh yeah, Aren't you no, supposed it, to age champagne? 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's right. Oh, it's yeah, a delightful into the... 2010 <laughs> vintage highlight. You want that aluminum taste of opening a can that's eight years old? Like it's you roll the. I don't drink beer. You roll the dice in this house. What can I say? All the beer that's in this house, either Alec or TJ brought over. That's true. It's not even my property. Um, the other thing I watched was a uh, seminal holiday classic, Jingle All the Way. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. That movie is <laughs> tremendous. It's that so movie fun. gets better every year that I watch I was gonna say, it. I think the opinion in general on that movie has changed because like, I don't think anybody liked it. Now I feel like everybody kind of gets it a little bit more. Yeah, that movie yeah. is great. They that got movie, yeah. forever. That movie is insane. The last act of that movie is just absolute yeah. insanity. The things that yeah, they do in this, in this like universe. Like they they made they made Arnold Schwartz they made Turbo Man a legit like Stark Tech level like super yeah. suit for a yeah, fucking they made him a fighting suit. There's organized cries. Um, it's the it's a lot like villain. S- the villain has a hand. The villain <laughs> in, the, in the in the TV show has a hand that detaches. So when Sinbad <laughs> puts on this suit, he actually detaches his hand too, <laughs> and attacks and hits Arnold Schwarzenegger with it. Well, so that's you're telling me that's actually what Sinbad would do in real life. Well, and I thought to myself, it was probably like a fake hand on the suit altogether because somebody else was supposed to wear it. But no, when the hand returns, he like gives them the like he puts his like finger thumb on his nose and does the like na 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 thing. So he's still controlling the hand. No, it makes I, no sense. The implications of Jingle at one way. Point, he loses he loses control of the jetpack. <laughs> And he flies as high as Tony Stark did in <laughs> Iron Man 1 when he iced up. Like, he can see the curvature of the Earth from high. <laughs> high <is. laughs> and he's just screaming, like, ah! ah what, what is yeah. Schwarzenegger's job? He's like a mattress salesman? He's a mattress salesman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't forget, you're my favorite customer. <laughs> um, Does anybody remember that X-Force, like... Hero, possibly that like shot his hand oh, off. Uh, yeah, Kane. Kane. <laughs> yeah, he was one of the Weapon X before it was that's Weapon what... Ten. Yeah, that's, he had like a, a he had a uh, a tunic that only came to his midriff. Yes, and cyborg appendages. I believe he had like had his metal cable appendages. I had his action figure, and his little hands sprung out. That was his. Whole thing. You, it must have been one of the ones that was on the shelf at KB Toys for like years. Absolutely. Yeah, finally, a, somebody a, saw. Oh, it's an X Men toy. I'll get that for TJ. Yeah, it was that's a, exactly what it was. Uh, I believe it was a Toy Biz X Force action figure, if I recall. It, it was. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway. Yeah. Jingle all the way is, rocks. It is absolutely insane. But and does it, it rock? Has jingle all the way. Jake too. Lloyd's best performance, I think. I mean, yeah, out of like, <laughs> <most> of <them>. yeah. <laughs> Um, and he's, he's terrible in this too. Yeah. He does have a great line though, where the neighbor kid who's Phil Hartman's kid and Phil Hartman is just perfect in this. He's so good. Oh, yeah. really the neighbor is. kid gets, they get a live reindeer and he names the, the live reindeer Ted after his dad. So Jake Lloyd takes a phone call from Arnold and Arnold says, where's your mother? And Jake Lloyd just like, Oh, he's over petting Ted. <laughs> Arnold loses his shit. <laughs> he breaks into Phil Hartman's house to attempt to steal his his uh, <laughs> toy. Oh yeah, the whole premise for the movie is it's basically like a Tickle Me Elmo, yeah, uh, Christmas thing. It's like the toy of the year, so it's sold out for months. People are going insane for it. Chris Parnell has like great, like snarky, like toy salesman scene. Chris just, Parnell like, is in the movie barely. He's in it for like a second. Yeah. Um, the, there's a scene in a warehouse full of Santa Clauses who are defrauding people by selling them the uh, Mexican <laughs> Turbo Man doll, um, <laughs> which has Jim Belushi in it. It has the the little the midget from Seinfeld, uh, Kramer's. Oh, that guy's great. Yeah. Friend, I can't remember his name. That guy's uh, Vern Troyer and the Big Show. No, That's sure. right. the, the Big, big show, show shows up. The yeah, the big show there? shows up as a gigantic Santa Claus. He's like the heavy um, of the Santa Claus mafia. Yeah, this movie is absolutely ridiculous, and I love it so much. 
Um, and maybe my favorite thing about it was when Conan, much like Paul Rudd pranks him with the Mac and Me clips. Oh, that's right. Uh, Conan used to have the like the celebrity lip reading thing, where they would do the the mouth over the face. And he, for like a year and a half, would have Arnold on like every other month doing fake interviews, and all Arnold would talk about is Jingle All the Way. <laughs> it was so funny. That's uh, great, great holiday classic. I miss, I miss. Oh, it does, doesn't he have like a thoroughly average-looking wife in that movie? I can't recall. I've oh, seen it's it Tom Hanks' is hot wife. It's Rita. It's Rita Wilson. Hold on, hot. Hot. Rita Wilson is hot. I think I'm into Rita Wilson. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, and also, oh. all the way <laughs> is potentially the first stinger in the history of movies. What? Holy shit! Because what? there's a there's a post credit scene where Arnold and his wife are in their house after the kid has gone to bed Christmas night, and she's like smiling. He's like, "What are you smiling at?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm just imagining if you went through all that to get a toy for our kid. Imagine what you did for me." And then it basically does like the Home Alone. Oh shit! Slap the cheeks face to Arnold. He's just like, didn't get his wife a gift for Christmas. <laughs> um, I don't think I ever watched through, that movie. You have to wait the... through the entire credits to get. It's not like after like they list the actors' names, they have a scene. You got to wait through like five minutes of credits. To <laughs> I get had there. no. I had absolutely no I'm idea nervous. about a post-credit scene. I, like you got to see the Teamsters logo. How, how before... did you come across that? Did you read that it had one or? Yeah, I read on like uh, IMDb's uh, trivia or something. <laughs> yeah. oh, I thought you were in like, some kind of like it had a, it had a post a post credit scene. I, th- I thought you were in some kind of like fantasy uh, film production league, you know, to pick a key grip. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh yeah, best boy. <laughs> hey, I'll trade you three best boys for two <laughs> catering managers. <laughs> no, no, I need a transportation director. Or I'm fucking out of the playoffs. <laughs> Um, All right. Anything else, Al? That is, uh, that is it. The new episode of Hawkeye is still really good. Need to watch. Or I Hawkeye need to is. Watch. I need to watch the whole thing. Hawkeye is good. I mean, at this point, you might want well to just wait. There's only three more episodes. Yeah. Just wait till it's all out, so you can watch it all at once, like over Christmas. Yeah, I'm gonna just binge it at Christmas. Um, Sean. Uh, I watched one thing. One thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, well, I also watched that like thirty second into the Spider Verse two teaser, and I'm Ooh, that way cool. in on that. Like, it's yeah. funny how like you know I'm so like disappointed with those kind of movies, and then that pops up like ooh, like Spider Man two thousand ninety nine, dude. Like, oh, yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, Speaking so superhero movies, I watched uh, Brian Singer's X Men, the original one. Oh, how's that? that oh, wow. movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> bad. Like, I know how excited we were. I know oh, I was. I, I didn't was... know you guys then, I don't think. Or no, maybe I, I just met you. It was like 99. And, uh, like, the choice to go with, like, the new X-Men, like the Grant Morrison leather jackets, I get why they did it, but it makes them look even goofier. Yeah. For some reason, than the actual uniforms, the Cyclops visor design is atrocious, and I get that he has to touch the side of it for, like, normos to realize he's using his lasers because they can't just see lasers coming out of his eyes. But, like, how, how did that happen? Yeah. But, like, that script is awful. What like, I always remember it, is how bad the the action is. Like Brian Singer is uh, like a really poor action director. Yeah, the, none of the only action. There's like a decent action sequence in X Men Two. Well, I guess two, but I, I bet two. you a second unit person did it. Two is yeah. the the opening scene with in the yeah, in the that, that's great Nightcrawler, and when, yeah. when yeah, Wolverine the, the, goes ham, yeah, when Wolverine right. goes nuts in the defending the the mansion's great. I think that but, the the thing that holds together those movies is the cast. I mean, I like saying, Patrick. The, yeah. no, the best scene in X Men is the first scene, the fucking Auschwitz flashback. Yeah, and then yeah. it's just like downhill. Anna Paquin is cancer; like she's the fucking worst. Um. There's like everybody remembers like the terrible uh, the one line from Joss Whedon's draft that made it in the what happens to Toad struck by lightning, Oof. but like there's an even worse like I don't know if it's the lines or just the delivery when Hugh Jackman says to Patrick Stewart what's a magneto and he says what's a magneto and Patrick Stewart goes a very powerful mutant like it's just <laughs> fucking bad and like I know they made it on the cheap but everything's like super dark like. Yeah, it's a 
bad, bad, bad movie. I'm shocked that that movie got a sequel, honestly. Like, I guess everybody's just so starved well, made, or something like that. It made a gajillion dollars. It was a huge yeah, hit. But it is... It's really bad. Like, it's, like, borderline unwatchable. Like, the fucking Tyler What's-His-Face is Sabretooth just grunting around. Like, I know we make the Sarah Kelly joke. Tyler Maine, I believe, is his yeah. name. But wasn't uh, that the Gucci first, Maine. like... Wasn't that, like, the first successful Marvel movie, though? Well, well Blade, Blade. before that. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that people knew it was a Marvel. Like, I saw Blade and didn't know it was a Marvel movie. Like, I knew this was a Marvel Did movie. Did X-Men come out before Spider-Man? The That's Rangers? what I was just yes. about to ask you. I think, yeah. It came, like, like, a year before. Oh, I mean, the original was... Spider-Man is, like, fucking stalker compared to yeah, cause I think X-Men. X- like... I think X-Men was in 2000 and Spider-Man was in 2001, I believe. There's a lot of uh, discourse that the Raimi Spider-Mans don't hold up, but I, I think they do. I mean, they're intentionally kind of corny. Well, the second I mean... one I still think is great. Like, I love the yeah. second one. The first one's... First one, it's like Batman Begins. It's perfectly cromulent. And the yeah. third one's fun. It's not, like... I, I think I have more affection for the third one just because we've seen it on so many like worst movies of all time lists. Yeah, and it's I like, agree. hey, did you see yeah. Chain Reaction? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like the second so. one also has the the really stupid scene where uh, he like kind of lost his powers a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the yeah, yeah. Doc Ock is like stomping towards him or stomping away. I hate that. And yeah. him putting his glasses on helps him hear better. Yeah, like he takes his glasses yeah. off, and like the sound gets all fuzzy too, along with his vision. Also, even then, I thought that's, I I that's like, why you guys then, all had. Even then, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. I thought that's legit why you guys all had better hearing than I did. <laughs> oh, because we all wore glasses. Yeah. Also, that movie, actually, in all of the Raimi movies, and like I know it's because you got it. They do it in the new movies too, but it's like I don't know why it doesn't bother me as much now. But like. His mask is like always ripped off. It's like goddamn, like he, 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 it's like Spider-Man in a lot of ways is like a Judge Dredd, where his fucking mask was like never off when he was Spider-Man, and it's like they can't I'll, fucking help but get his fucking mask off. I, I will accept him pulling it up to eat a large sandwich from a delicatessen yeah. okay, or something fine. like. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. They cover it. He's still covered. But, but um, anyway. no, I would not recommend going back to X-Men. And at that and the like Senator Kelly effect. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, we talk I, about that I'm, a lot. I'm glad That's it exists because it's it's a great point of reference for things. But yeah, that movie's like <laughs> not just turn into liquid or he like, into, like his... goop. <laughs> but then he became like a fishman with like fucking gills or something. Yeah, like but then he I mean, I don't understand the goop that I don't know. The whole that whole fucking MacGuffin of uh like using her to power the thing because it make everybody a mutant. It's almost like that. Uh, was it that Avengers X Men series where they they dropped those Terrigen mist bombs to mute oh, everybody, mutate everybody yeah. later on? God, and that that fucking storyline had his tendrils in Marvel for years. Yeah, hate, that shit was awful. But um. Yeah, and you can blame Solid Snake, I guess, for that script. Although, who knows what version? Because I think that's another movie that had like fifty-eight drafts. But David Hayter wrote is credited as the screenwriter for that movie. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, like you just said, he's one of those guys. Apparently, he's written a bunch of scripts, but he's always like the first writer on a project. Yeah, I'd love to see his Watchmen script because apparently it was like updated and changed a whole bunch of shit. So I'd, I'd be curious what that's about. I just saw his name pop up on something. He's involved with some new project now, which is like I don't know. He seems like a really cool guy, so I just yeah. want him to continue to get work. Yeah, I think Halo's a pretty cool guy. He kills alien, and doesn't afraid of anything. Yeah. Um, uh, TJ. Uh, I watched uh, one thing, well, one and a half things. I rewatched all of the cartoon Cowboy Bebop because it's great, and I was really hungover Saturday, so I just watched the entire thing, which doesn't take you very long because it's only twenty four episodes and they're twenty minutes apiece, so you get through it pretty quick. Um, but I also the only movie I watched is something that may end up being my this year because I enjoyed it so much. I watched um, Vinegar Syndrome's New York Ninja. Um, this okay. Is a, okay, so let me explain. So this is a movie. This is I don't know if this has ever happened before. Vinegar Syndrome is a they're like a uh, fright like a uh, Vestron or like a yeah like a uh, uh, fucking what, what do you call it? like a niche horror distributor. What's the what's the one Sean that I was thinking of? Scream Factory. Yeah, Scream Factory yeah. is the one I was saying. They're like a Scream Factory or a Criterion. They are they are a distribution company. 
they put out a lot of niche uh, horror and grindhouse type movies. But in this case, they found a film that was produced in 1984 that was completely finished. All the all the like shooting was finished. The film was basically done, but it had no audio. They got the rights to it, and they they redubbed everything. And they re they didn't have an original script, so they rewrote the whole movie. Apparently, this isn't just like Kung Pao. Enter the fist. No, 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 no. They shot it. They they tried to. Keep their goal. I really. They if if I had the disc, which I'm going to order now. They there's a documentary on the making of because I really want to know about the making of process to this movie. They tried to keep it as true to. Now, granted, this is a cheesy fucking movie from 1984, so it's goofy as all hell. But they it's tried like a to canon movie, kind of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, a thousand okay. percent. They tried to keep it close to the spirit of what the original was supposed to be. And it is so much fucking fun. I loved it. It's so fucking stupid and like ridiculous. Like it like starts out with like a title card that's like, you know, in New York in the 80s, like drug fueled punks are abducting women and can't be bad dudes. Yeah, no, it's absurd. <laughs> and then, like, this guy's, like, wife is, like, stabbed and murdered, and then he decides to become the New York ninja. But, like, his ninja outfit is all white, and he's, co- like, he's never in the cover of darkness, which is, like, something a ninja should be. At one point, he's on roller skates. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, he has, like, one move, which is, like, this kick where he kind of holds his leg out and then kicks you again. I, it's so good. I loved it. It's hilarious. The villain is like a radioactive CIA um, pimp <laughs> whose weakness is light. But again, the whole movie takes place during the day, so it makes absolutely no sense. But like at one point, the ninja like uses his sword to like reflect light in his eyes, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> um. I fucking love this movie, though. It is so fucking ridiculously bad, but it's like it's hilarious. Like it, it it's kind of it's kind of has um, who killed Captain Alex vibes because like you can tell the the people that made this like really thought they had earnest. something. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's not. It, this isn't like this is. There's nothing cynical about this movie, and even I would say even the efforts to restore it. I wouldn't say are cynical. I mean, like they, how did, you can tell. Did they like get in touch with somebody that made the movie to kind of find out what the plot was supposed to be, or I, I, like I you said, they tried to keep it as close, or did they just try and glean I mean, from what actually happened when they? It's watched? just all from context. Like, what if stuff's supposed to happen off screen that you can't hear? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have answers to that because again, I I got this through uh, nefarious ways, and I don't have the mm. full disc experience but i am gonna order is it the new I... york ninja like a like an actual position like right. the controller or <laughs> like he decided like to run for that a no. new york ninja like a, no, ba- like a of... buffy type thing at the end of the movie they say the new york ninja will return an la ninja and god i hope they make another one because it's so good. <laughs> i i fucking love this movie there's a part i, I mean spoilers whatever there's a part where he's fighting the main villain at the end, and he flies away on a helicopter. And again, the entire movie's dubbed. So, like, there's... A, <laughs> the ninja throws this thing, and you don't know what the fuck it is, in the helicopter, and then you see the, the pan shot of the helicopter flying away, and you're the villain go, what is that, a bomb? And then the helicopter explodes. <laughs> What's this, some kind of bomb? So and we- then, like, the, the New York ninja uses these fucking, like, balls of flour to, like fucking like uh like i don't know uh distract people but he just kind of throws it in their face and they're like oh like i i love i i can't recommend he's like antiquing them like what is you gotta watch this fucking movie it's so good i love so was there when you say there's no audio that means like nothing like no sound effects no ambient sound it was just they just had well gogs let me let me regale you on on filmmaking especially in that that era like well, they got to roll sound. They got to roll. Film. Well, was it a like, single track recording? Do you think? I don't think they recorded any sound. I like Sean. You know this, but like a lot of those yeah. cheap movies from like the seventies and eighties, 
they would put in the sound after the fact, after distribution. They didn't even bother getting Well, yeah, sound. like, look at, like, Spaghetti Westerns. Like, all that shit was done well, way after the fact. Well, yeah, but that was in a different language. I, I would assume there was at least, like, one microphone, and it was, like, a single-track recording that they oh. lost, because, like, oh, they would have had... Lost, to... We lost Alec. Oh, oh, he's probably bored. But, like... <laughs> I, I would um, assume, like, unless it was a foreign production and then they were just going to roll everything in ADR, which is why, well, like, you brought it up, like, when you watch a lot of those movies, like, the sound effects mastering is, like, ten times louder than anything else or the music's things or whatever because they're not yeah. mixed. It's just, like, tracks laid on top of each other. Well, the lead actor is Asian, so I wouldn't be, like, I don't, I don't mean to sound like, that sounds awful, but I wouldn't be surprised if they... They ha- they made this in, and they were like, we can distribute this to like foreign markets easier. So like, you know what I mean? They probably did the spaghetti western thing. I, I I'm going to make it like I'm going to order the uh, the full set because also the the um, the artwork and Vinegar Syndrome does a great job with their packaging. Yeah, but the, the, are there another one like Arrow right where it's like everything's like forty eight dollars? Yeah, it's kind of. I, I think. I think it's thirty five bucks. But I still. I, I really want to see this documentary. Um, I love the movie. It's on the Plex. Uh, I highly recommend it. I, I had so much fun watching it. Like I. I thought it was great. It's really fucking stupid, but like it's so much fun. When you see the fucking ninja, like he's got roller skates, and that's just like he's like stopping a woman that's getting her purse uh, robbed, and he's like on his roller skates. But then when he has to fight, his roller skates are magically gone because he's got a kick and he can't kick with the roller skates. How's the karate? Oh, it's awful. (laughs) And the guy guy has, like, two moves. He can do, like, he's pretty good at kicking. Like, he he can do, like, spin kicks. And he can do that thing that, like, Van Damme used to do all the time where he'd, like, hold his leg out. You know what I'm talking about, Sean? Like the the pause kick. Like, he throws it out there and it's just going to and that he does that really well and the stunt people are like trying their best to like sell it but like it's real but it's bad in like the funniest way possible like it's i i loved it i i this is one of the most pleasant movie experience i really want to watch this in a room full of a lot of people because i it's got that kind of vibe like i feel like this is this is like a movie that i think if more people saw like people would talk about it quite a bit and the fact that it's gotten go ahead sorry I was going to say, like, a Miami Connection kind of thing. It gave me a big Miami Connection kind of vibe. And the fact that this is, like, completely restored is, like, wild to me. The fact that this movie was done and someone just scrapped it completely, just, I like, does that happen? That seems so weird to me. Maybe the ninja market had crashed by the time they were getting ready to release it. I know, it was, like, like, 84, right? But, like, it was. It went with the video game market. The whole time I'm thinking about this, and like somebody spent like they didn't spend nothing on this movie. You know what I mean? Like the, the production costs are something. Like it's crazy that they finished it, and they're like, "Ah, fuck it!" Like that, it's nuts. But anyway, highly recommend it. I I loved it to death. Uh, so that's all I watched. Uh, also, like I said, Cowboy Bebop's fantastic. It's all on Netflix now. Highly recommend it. You got a day to waste. Burn through all 24 episodes. You won't regret it. Gogs. Uh, I watched three things. Three things. Uh, I rewatched. Uh, well, I watched the Man Who Invented Christmas again because I love it. And it's got Dan Stevens, and it turns out that the lead, his wife, uh, in the movie is Maud from Saint Maud, which I realized this time oh, around. Shit. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm a. I have a hard on for the slightly, Christmas. Story. Slightly darker movie than. Uh, <laughs> slightly the- darker. Like as I was watching it with Liz, I was like. She's really good in St. Maud. You wouldn't like St. Maud, but she's really good in St. Maud. Um, St. Maud is awesome. So then I got on sort of a... Like, last week I got on that kick and I watched uh, three Paul Verhoeven movies. So this week I watched two David Fincher movies. One I had seen before and one I had... I rewatched Seven for the first time in a long time. And it's like a very, like... It's almost got like that like new metal like horror movie vibe, yeah. but it's like not bad. It's still really good. Um, does does that jump scare still work on you? Because I think the last time I watched it, it still got me, even though I knew it was coming. Wait, which jump scare? Which the um the, the the air freshener apartment scene. Oh, oh yeah, 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 no, that yeah, I saw it coming a mile away, and it still got me. Yeah, well, I, was I was like, to... I was like, that guy's still alive, right? And then boom. We talked um, about this a little bit though, like off air. 
But, like, that movie is a little bit, like, everything bit off that movie. So, like, the yeah, new like Saw me- bit off of that movie. And, like, all like, those, like, new metal horror movies, they bit real heavy off, so, off yeah. that. Like, no like, doubt. And it's, there's some interesting stuff, like, that town is never named. Like, it's not New York, it's not L.A., it's just, like, the town. Like, the Kevin, town. Spacey's, the Kevin Spacey's great in it, when we could still like Kevin Spacey. Uh, Brad Pitt, I was texting Sean, like, Brad Pitt is just... Uh, Bill Paxton from Predator 2. That was like um, the most poignant thing anybody's ever said that never would have occurred to me until you said it, and then it was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like Morgan Freeman's tremendous in it. Like, it's such a good movie. It's like so well done. Even and it's Gwyneth like, Paltrow, or is it Gwyneth Paltrow's Paltrow? great. Yeah, yeah she's, she's good, great yeah. in it. Fucking Arlie Ermey's great in it. Like, there's a bunch of people that you're... Fucking Richard Roundtree's in it as the fucking DA. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And like it's like it's it's great. It's dark. The city is always wet and rainy in whatever crime dimension this city takes place in. I thought it was supposed to be LA and that was like what made it fantastical was that it was raining all the time. I thought there was some kind of like some I don't know if it was a direct reference in the movie or something I read that it's supposed <laughs> no, I, to be Los I, Angeles. Like, like I no, I looked it up. I was like, what sees this take place? It's like it's an unnamed city. Like they oh, shot okay. it in the, Los Angeles. Okay. The but town. like the the idea was that it wasn't yeah. any specific city, um. But anyway, like fucking seven still holds up. I hadn't watched it in a very long time. I was I was nervous it wouldn't hold up, but it did. And then I watched a Fincher movie I had never seen before, Gone Girl, with another, um another good one. Yeah, that movie's fucking twisted. Like I had, I didn't know what it was about. I had no idea what it was about. I had no idea like where it was going to go. So that was refreshing. Somehow I avoided. Spoilers for a movie that was 12 years old. I think um, the only thing I know about that movie is another one of those movies where somebody from Boston like refused to wear a Yankees hat. Like it seems to happen in every movie. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, he puts a Mets hat on at some point. Yeah, but it was um, supposed to be a Yankees hat. That makes sense. Um, yeah. What's interesting about that movie is like, what did Brad or not Brad Pitt? Excuse me. Did um, oh. Ben Affleck, that's it. Did he recently win, like, Sexiest Man Alive or something? Because, like, one of the interesting subplots of that movie is everyone wants to bang Ben Affleck, and he's got, like, this kind of, like, like John Hamm-esque magnetism, and maybe I just maybe Affleck just doesn't do it for me like that. Was he, was but, he with Jennifer Lopez at the time? Because they were, like, fucking everywhere. I think he I think he was with Jennifer Garner at the time. He was with he, a Jennifer. I don't but know. But he actually, like, he, you know, that movie is kind of crazy. Well, it's not, I guess it's not that crazy. But, you know, that movie's about his infidelity, and then, like, that's the rumored what broke him and Jennifer Garner up. So. Yeah. But like, I also get to see that. Uh, what's that girl's name? Amanda, Emily Ratajkowski. Uh, I can't say her last name. The, the chick tar- from the um, Blurred Lines video. Get to see her tremendous cans in that movie. She's not bad in it. Like Ben Affleck's real good in it. Rosamund Pike's really good in it. Uh, Tyler Perry is real good in it. Like I huh. was, who'd have thought? Blown away. Like I. Tyler really, Perry's Tyler Perry's been good in other stuff. I mean, I don't. Uh, to be fair, I, really I don't think I've watched heard, enough of his stuff, so I, I've, I've always seen like, him. In... Go ahead, Madea's, Madea's no. Halloween is tremendous. <laughs> Good word. Spectacular, I believe that movie I, is called. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. Um, he's not good in Alex Cross. I saw that. That's what I was gonna bring up. He's the admiral yeah. in Starfleet and the Star that's Trek right. movies. That's yeah. right. I forgot about. He's that. the day of the Emperor of Space or whatever. But yeah, yeah it's. I, I've never, I've never really seen him in much else, but I thought he was. Oh, I was really I'm 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 <laughs> Yeah, I think I just, I've never seen a Medea movie, but I think I just wrote it off. Yeah. Yeah, give me Medea's God Emperor of Doom. That's a movie I want. Yeah. Um, Ergard, Ergard, I'm on, I'm on the Gurdon path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that movie is like Gone Girl's like super horny. Like it's like, <laughs> like insanely horny. I think, um, I think it was like a movie that like women of a certain age were diddling themselves to. Like even though it's about somebody killing their wife, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, no, there's a lot of yeah. Sean, have was you it, seen did, it? No, didn't it come out um, around the same time? Like the Jinx was really popular too. When like that story yeah. was like super huge again. Yeah. Uh, Gone Girl time. was from 2014. Oh, and. Actually, before we get uh, that, that's all I watched. But like, I will I'm jumping back to seven for half a second. There's like an interesting like moment in seven, like right before they take um take Kevin Spacey out to the desert or wherever for his final little 
act of his seven act play. And uh, they're strapping up and they're strapping up with wires with actual like reel to reel tape on it. And I was like, oh, how quaint. Like nowadays, like, you know, it's like a legit like tape recorder strapped to them. And I don't know why, because I'm just, you know, in the world of digital yeah. recording devices everywhere and being so microscopic, it's sort of. I, I assume it's, it's for like um like uh liability purposes is like it's probably harder to fake uh, like an actual yeah. physical like a dat tape than it is. I don't think that they recorder. did they have that back in like seven came out in nineteen ninety five. Did they have they at least had micro cassettes? I, I, I always uh I that scene where Kevin Spacey shows up at the police precinct with his fucking fingernails or his finger like tips cut off, like Yeah. Uh, there's so many like Gogs, you were just again. We were talking about how it influenced like the new metal hard thing, but it influenced fucking everything, like really video good. games and like any kind of like thing that was like went for that like dark, edgy aesthetic. Like I think about it now, and it's just like, what a fucking great movie! Like God, I'm just really movie. happy. I'm just happy it held up. That's all. Also, hot, hot take: uh, "Guilty" by Gravity Kills, fantastic song. That is a good song. I can't Great. name a second Gravity Kill song, and I actually forgot that was a Gravity Kills. No one can. And I, I thought it was Nine Inch Nails up until you just said it was Gravity Kills. No, Gravity Kills, uh, that that song is fucking awesome. Guilty. Yeah. Great song. Also great for that movie. All right, let's get into our feature presentation. Gogs, do you want to go ahead and do your, your essay, I guess? Is your essay go over the film? Can we just draw that as your nopsis? I mean, there's not as much. It, it goes over it on a base level, but we can talk. I mean, there's no what's to go over, is, right? Is this going like, to be some kind of weird, like, John Updike internal reflection <laughs> because of the movie? No, no it's, it's just here. I'll just oh, okay. I'll go through it. Sean, and it's then gonna we be, can... what's that guy that we like that they made fun of on Documentary Now, the, like the, the monologue guy? Oh, uh, Spalding Gray. Spalding Gray. <laughs> Why well, I, I said so what many thoughts about this movie. I had to like Gog's uh, free, free associated so hard he shit his pants. I literally <laughs> had so I had so many thoughts I had to like put them down on paper. And then once I started putting them down on paper, it's like, well, here we go. Okay, can we let's let me do like a quick run over the movie just so everybody sure. knows. Okay, so there a bunch of kids are going to do something very 90s. Like, there's one of them smoking weed, one of them's like a weirdo, one of them's a slug, I believe whatever. it's spring break. Sure. And uh, one of them has a premonition that uh, <laughs> a big accident's going to happen. Uh, so she freaks out, stops the car, the big accident happens, and then the Grim Reaper has to kill them all in reverse order of where they were killed, which is a big reveal that Allie Larder gives because they're supposed to be killed in, like, linear order. But whatever. Yeah. And then they run into Tony Todd, who tells them that unexpected life will be the cure for uh, the Grim Reaper killing everybody, which makes zero sense in context. And uh, so they have to kidnap a, uh, a woman and force her to give birth. And then uh, it turns out that she wasn't supposed to die. So they have to take the most reckless plan in human history to save two people. <laughs> By drowning somebody and then bringing them back to life, and then a uh, kid explodes in the barbecue. That's the movie. That That's kid correct. exploding in the barbecue is the best part of the movie. And the whole, like, <laughs> whole movie is the best part of the movie. I, I, yeah. I guess I won't like bury the lead. Like I love all the gore shit, but be, because it's, so funny. it's it's so over the top, it reads as like hysterical. And oh, like, yeah. this oh, is supposed yeah. to be a horror movie, so it's super incongruent. It's like. It's like Turbo Kid levels of splatter in some parts. Oh, yeah. And that kid the, gets killed by the glass pane? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let, let, me, let me go through the... Okay, go Let ahead. me go through the thing. Go ahead. Uh, Final Destination 2 by Gogs. Papist. Uh, uh, 2003's Final Destination 2 is a standards-defying <laughs> masterpiece that may be beyond the scope of conventional film criticism. The movie oh is absolute pavlum, yet it's... White? Just let me get through. Let me get through it. The movie is absolute pablum, yet it sticks with you in a way that far superior films do not. I saw this film in the theater without seeing the original, but the movie is so impossibly base level that knowledge of what happened in the previous film is simply not required. The entire film, the entire first film, is explained away in a series of news reports in the background as the movie opens and is continually referenced over the course of the film, but none of that really matters. Once the wheels get rolling on this film, both literally and figuratively, it's just lights and sounds and blood and kaboom. The amount of car and consumer product explosions in this film would give Ralph Nader a hard-on. This movie, 
This movie takes turns and makes decisions that defy all conventional logic. Why would the police take into the station all the people that were stuck on the on-ramp? Why would the police further know how to find a woman and her son at a dentist downtown? What was Tony Todd doing, God love him? How could anyone make a connection between a wiry shadow and a man with hooks? And where was the hell where the hell was that guy going with all those prosthetic arms in a residential building? Why would Ali Larder suddenly come out of her death-proof seclusion to help these strangers? Does she have a score to settle against fate? Because that didn't work out. And why the hell does the main character get these visions of the future? Is there another force out there trying to keep death from happening? And to what end? And why does her own vision betray her with the non-death of the pregnant lady? The camera frequently goes full Sherlock Holmes observation mode as every kill is like a mini Ocean's Eleven heist setup. Not since Wishmaster has this much irony and circumstance caused death. At the end of the film, the last girl in the dime store Freddie Prince Jr. love interest cop who won against death, presumably now a whole summer has passed and death or fate or whatever has bided its time until these survivors are inexplicably invited to a cookout at the farm where the climax of the, climax of the film takes place. At which point, fate springs its trap by having the farmer's teenage son explode while flipping burgers because he was supposed to die, <laughs> but the cop saved him. Yet death was like, ah, I'll wait till the whole gang gets together because reasons. It drives home the question. It drives home the question, what in the actual fuck are we watching and what complete psychopath is telling this tale? And the answer, who the fuck knows? And it doesn't matter because fuck it. We're living in the moment, and the kills are ass over tits bonkers. A kid get folded up like a beach chair made of meat by a pane of curtain glass for crying out loud. Budget Josh Hartnett gets trisected by flying barbed wire fence like a hard-boiled egg in one of those mesh guillotines. The thing... <laughs> the last thing to, to cross not Thor Birch's mind is a PVC javelin as her skull gets punched backwards by the combination Wait, of the world's... not Thor Birch? No. Right? by the oh. world's worst first responder and a clearly defective airbag. A more serious film would try and say something about the frailty of life or how we never know when our time is coming or to savor the pressure moments on Earth. Like, how, like if you knew the end was coming, what would you do? Please see our review of these final hours. This movie absolutely does not give a fuck. All this spectacle happens with absolutely no subtext. There's no character growth. There's no message here. All we have for the most basic early 2000s tropes and archetypes getting got in rapid succession. This movie is iceberg lettuce with ranch dressing on it. It's crunchy, it's tasty, and it offers absolutely no nutritional value. In the end, the audience leaves the experience gaining absolutely nothing, possibly losing something, and yet it is utterly entertaining and stays with you. I saw this movie two decades ago and still get freaked out when I get behind a log truck on a highway. That has to mean something. This movie is full tilt. George W. Bush, lean into it stupid. It makes every wrong choice, and it's better for it. It is flawlessly flawed and is an absolute triumph that logic demands should not exist. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Final destination. More like final best film in the nation. <laughs> oh, hey, Rex. Rex. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I almost called you Rex Ryan. <laughs> nah, he noted, does love feet. Notice noted film critic Rex Ryan. <laughs> I'd love to know Rex Ryan's take on Final Destination too. I don't know. I don't want to know what that guy likes movie wise. It's got to be weird. He a just likes, of, he likes Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, a lot of Tarantino films. Didn't he have like? Doesn't his wife have a tattoo of Mark Sanchez like on her? Or something. Weird? I thought it was like a linebacker or something. I I, I can't remember. Why? why well, I'm surprised, surprised that guy's not back in the league. Sanchez. No, he's no, a, Rex Ryan. He, he, Rex Ryan. Sanchez is like a commentator now, so he's probably making that fat <laughs> like, check. Why does Allie Larder have a security monitor in her own cell? Yeah. She's got what who's paying those bills? Like she's self-admitted. Like, like there's so many whys. Like, okay, so in, Allie Larder in, the lives in Canada in the film. The, the the event that happened before this was like fairly recent, right? Within like a couple a year years. ago, they said it was one. Ago. It was the one year anniversary. Okay, so am I to understand that psychics are awakening all over the world now? Like, how often is this happening? Like, it's got to happen pretty regularly, I would assume. Well, it happens at least five times. No, no, no. But I mean, yeah. So at least five. Times. <laughs> you would presume that like these aren't the only five. Uh, death psychics in the world. So shouldn't this kind of like Rube Goldberg-esque murder list be going on constantly in the world somewhere? I mean, it is. 
Yeah. That's how people die. Rube Goldberg stuff. <laughs> also, Bill Goldberg stuff. He jackhammers you until you die. <laughs> also, uh, yeah, did, I... did anybody did anybody watch this? And uh, were, were you thinking, man, I wish I was watching The Dead Zone because that movie was so much fun. Where fucking uh, what's his name calling in the nuclear alarm codes? If you like... had cut all the narrative parts of this out and replaced it with the dead zone but kept all the splatter shit it might be the best movie ever made it like i get like why you would enjoy this but it is fucking like every like uh like uh tendon so in the movie is fucking unwatchable like so i'm shocked so i'm surprised about your take on this given your love of venom because i feel yeah. like this is like as dumb as those movies are. well yeah. i haven't seen the it's first not- one Funny, like the only thing that's funny oh. are the fucking gore. Oh, I fuck with it. I it's was so funny. But no, I'm saying, like the only hilarious. I Both watched... I thought were funny were the kills, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like I didn't they... find. Yeah, but, but here's Watch the thing: though, all the, the dumbass dumb... jumps in logic, like all the dumb shit that comes out of their mouth, is just stupid as hell. But yeah, the but kills also happen. The kills happen also so fast. Like there's yeah. like there's no time in between the kills. No, it's great. It's like <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like a kill per every five minutes from the time that the first accident ends. This and you can see all these. You can Alex, see all these characters die twice. You get two yeah. kills for every person. Also, this reminded me. Uh, like I, I, we referred to this a, a bunch, but like I remember there was an article a million years ago that talked about Trump's favorite movies and how he finds Bloodsport boring and fast forwards all the fights. Like that, I mean, he's, he's, he's not wrong. Have you watched Bloodsport recently? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, but all like, the that's non-fighting this... parts are awful. I well, I have a question. Just because... Has anyone else... Did anyone else... Was this anyone else's... This was not my first viewing of this. Was this anyone's initial viewing of this? I'd never seen it. Yeah, this is my this first is, first time. This is the only one of these movies I have seen. Gotcha. But like, like before. So, Sean, you'd seen this before. Did the did the log Correct. scene in the beginning stick with you? Of like, course. Did you, like, remember, I, you remember? I, I think. That, right? I think everybody that's seen this movie has that same reaction to a log truck. It's almost like a like a, a cultural touchstone of. I like, think anyone saw the trailer. Age. Yeah. I, I mean, I never saw this movie, but I knew about that log scene. When that first log goes through that police officer, and it just turns it's fucking into fucking hysterical. cherry like, pie yeah. blowing out the back window. But my my, I guess my my point is like they're not like I don't think they're making a splatter comedy. Like they're not trying to make chopping wall. They're trying to make an no, actual horror movie, and it's not scary because the shit that happens to it is fucking insanely hysterical. You know what I mean? Like they just fail so completely, it's amazing. Yeah, like they failed on all three. Like it's if it's like if a football team failed in all three phases and then their plane crashed afterwards. Shout out Marshall. Like, like this is like this is a complete and utter debacle. I mean, I think it was Alec that said it offline, and he's right. When Ali Larder is the best actor in your movie, you got a lot of problems. And I mean, boy, and your second best actor is Jimmy Olsen from Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. Is that and really? Is, there's is that no the other cop? name. Not the yeah, not the main cop. The other one. The oh, I don't know what about. Oh, I don't get somebody. No, that that's guy. the main. The main cop. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Jimmy oh, Olsen shit. from that old show. But like, yeah, I mean, the, the, there's like nobody looking at the IMDb. Like nobody else have even heard of the stuff they've been in. Like Tony oh, yeah. Todd's the only other actor that I recognized in that entire movie. Also, what the hell was he doing in this movie? Like popping nipple rings. I'm I assuming was... he was in the first movie. Yeah, I, they just go to his morgue cave. Yeah, it's morgue castle. Also, this bitch named Clear Rivers. Can we talk about her? <laughs> oh name? yeah. For a second. Also, you can tell this movie's bullshit because it's some like white business lady constantly smoking black and mild, which also has never happened in real life. I, I, I like the uh, and I know it was uh, it never happened, so I guess you could say that it, it's supposed to be fantastical. But like I said it to Gogs, the intro scene, like the big death scene, the log scene. I yeah. have never like I've driven for a long time. I'm 40 years old. I've been driving for a long time. I don't think I've ever looked over at the person next to me when I'm driving on the highway, like ever in my history of driving. <laughs> oh, like, I do that. I do that all the time. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, like, I'm down sometimes. 
When you're driving like 70 miles an hour down the road, you do that? I'm too busy holding my phone in the center of my steering wheel to watch YouTube. I I was going to (laughs) say, the the amount of attention I pay when I'm driving quickly is shockingly low. I mean, I guess I... But I thought it was funny because, like, everybody's doing something. Like, there's a guy doing coke, and there's a guy, like, smoking pot. And he's like, oh, my God, somebody might see me. It's like, dude, I've, like, literally never, ever paid attention to, like, anybody on the road besides. They were acting like the guys smoking pot and doing coke were acting like the RA was on the floor in their dorm. And they're going to bust them just because a cop is right. Like, a cop is not. If the cop has the ability to see you do cocaine from two cars and two lanes away. You're doing too much cocaine. That guy like, was doing too much cocaine, though. Did, that guy was doing cocaine at, like, every possible second he could be did, doing cocaine. Did they take mug shots of everybody when they pulled them in the police station? Because why would they have that picture of that woman? Plant them with tracking closes? Because how the fuck did yeah. they find them at the dentist's office? Also, why Don't you would... Think it- it, it would make more sense if they leaned way harder into the psychic shit for all that and just fill all the holes in there. I don't know. It's fucking amazing. I don't know. I don't know. This movie's amazing. You know my feelings. So, that, I mean, should we? Is there anything else? Is there anything more to explore with Final Destination Two? I, mean, I, I can't wait for the rest about. of this month. I don't. I don't think so. Alex, do you have any other closing thoughts before we get into Five Knuckle Shaker? No, this director has some filmography though. You he did the first one, that? right? As far as he no, this is a different guy. Oh. So the guy who did the first one also did like the fourth one or something like that. This guy had directed, I think it says eight things, but a couple of them are just like behind the scenes stuff. Arrival, so his, first, his, his, direct, his directorial debut, <laughs> Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco. Fuck. Then he made this. <laughs> then he made Cellular. Why Jason do I know that? Statham. I don't know what that is. Uh, then he made Snakes on a Plane. Oof. Asylum. I'm not, I don't know what that is either. Uh, the Final Destination, which I think is the last one. Hell yeah. And then Shark Knight 3D. And then he died. <laughs> he accomplished everything. Came from him, like death, like this was like he'd been avoiding it this whole time. And then he got him. Well, Rip King. I'm sorry, his name is Rip King? No, no rest in peace, King. You did a oh, great okay. job. His name is David David R. Ellis. Mm. Left his mark. Look, apparently he worked on Waterworld and did something. Cause no shit. Because of him saying Waterworld was the best time of his life. Oh, wow. making, the, making the movie was terrible. <laughs> he had to stay in Hawaii for nine months. Oh, Alec, okay. did you get any fun production notes for this movie? You're usually good for those. Just the garbage ones I just told you about the director. You're just the, I'm assuming yeah. this movie made a billion dollars. Like it seems like it would have. It must have cost fifty bucks. I mean, like <laughs> he's been a, the guy. The director is actually a stuntman and, and way more stuff than that. Makes a ton of sense. He has like eighty stuntman credits, eight directing credits, five or six acting credits. That actually kind of explains the entire movie, that little bit of information that you just pulled up. Wow. It's like a fucking Hal, uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? Anyway, that guy, Hal. So I just looked up, Final Dest- I was looking at Final Destination's box office and then production costs. It made $90 million. I'm trying to see how much it costs. $23 million, so it's a certified hit. But under the Google search of Final Destination 2 box office... <laughs> People also ask, is Final Destination 2 based on a true story? Well, <laughs> well appar- apparently the car crash part is based on some crash from the like 80s or 90s somewhere in Missouri that killed tons of people. It obviously wasn't as insane as this. But it was uh, it, it happened in 2000. Two in Ringgold, Georgia. 125 car pileup. God damn. That's a lot of cars. Was it like one yeah, of those times being... where like there was like a quarter of an inch of snow in the south and they just lost their shit? Oh yeah, like yeah, they couldn't figure it out. Yeah, that shit was wild. 
Imagine being the 124th dude. you got to be kind of like asking for it at that point. You want to check out, basically. Yeah. All right. This, well, I'm yeah, sorry. There's nothing to talk about. No, I'm just going to say this, this movie, like, it's, um, it's an hour and a half on the dot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And when you take credits out, that means I spent under 90 minutes on this movie. So, yay. At least it <laughs> yeah. wasn't two and a half hours long with the same with the same uh, outcome. You know how the Gogs thing that we always we always quote is it's a mile wide and an inch deep? Yeah. This is like two inches wide and an inch deep. Like There's like nothing to it. It's like a but crack in the sidewalk. But the is on fire for some reason. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, five knuckle shuffle time. <laughs> Alex. Um, Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's, it's gonna get a, it's gonna get a five. Oof. Wow! Like, by the time this month is over, we're gonna watch at least, I believe, two more of these. Two fives, and, <laughs> three fives, I guess. Because we got today's the fifth, the twelfth. 19th, 26th, and one of those is going to be the Molies. So we've got two more Final Destination episodes. And by the end of this month, having seen three Final Destination movies, I'm not going to be able to tell them apart from each other. They're um, all going to be exactly the same. They're all going to be... Like, I might I... remember them as a whole, but you're we're going to talk about like scenes from each one differently. And I'm going to be arguing over which movie it's from, because none of us are going to remember anything except for the tractor trailer. Or the logging truck. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah this you're right. sucked. But, like, the end almost redeemed it. The last, the like, end ten, is so funny. The last like, ten seconds almost fucking redeemed it when that kid <laughs> exploded at the, at, the, <laughs> at the grill and his head landed on the table in front of his mom. You know what is weird, though? Of all these, like, overly complicated gore gags, the one that they fucked up is the simple beheading in the elevator. It's the only one that looks really shitty. That is true. Nothing simple about that beheading. <laughs> well, comparatively. Otis Elevator got real pissed about that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's a five for me. <laughs> um, God's. Uh, it's going to be an eight. Oh me. my god! Hell yeah! Okay. Repo man, oh god! Uh, you you you've heard all my words about this movie. I had an absolute. I don't know if it was because I was rip shit on sushi yeah. and Japanese beer, and sitting next to TJ and being able to sort of enjoy it. If I had watched yeah. this by myself, it probably would have been something different. But if I had you a all, fucking... if you all watched it as drunk as Gogs and I, you all would have loved it. I had an absolute. I, I had an absolute. I, I, I've left all of my thoughts on the written page, but I, I had an absolute blast with this movie. Is it terrible? Yes, but it did everything wrong, and it did it. it and it executed how bad it was flawlessly. So it's, it's a it's a fucking eight for me, dog. Hell Sean. yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Crazy shit. Chong. Oh, sorry. Just control V Alex review because it's the same exact thing. Like it's a five. It's going to be just like Saugus where it's like, is that the one with the health insurance? Like, no, no, no. That's the one where the guy filed his fucking taxes wrong. Time out. Saugus had Saw fucking six, which we loved. Yeah, but we loved it independent to the rest of them. So who's to say there isn't going to be a final destination like that? That's just like totally insane. Except we already have it. I, I, yeah, because this could be the best one. So, like, I don't know. I always appreciate a good mooshing in a movie. Like, oh, that yeah. was fun. Like, I, was... I appreciate the craft of all the gore, but again, it's the, the movie part of the movie is like, is nothing. Like, it's, I, I honestly, besides Clear Rivers, which is still one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life, like, uh, I want to bag on it more, but I was just watching the 60 minutes about fucking reality winter, or whatever that broad's name was, the oh, yeah, Air Force yeah, yeah. fucking, uh, Intel officer. But, um, yeah, it's like, I don't know anybody's name. Like, there's like psychic powers that it's like, like, how do you have a movie that's based around psychic powers that's totally uninteresting besides just the fucking Wiley e. Coyote death? Like, it's cool that the movie, like, 
has made itself a verb. Like I think I've out loud said, I'm not trying to get final destination here. <laughs> like it sucks. And, like, yeah, if I'd been drinking Sapporo all day, maybe I would have had a different opinion. But like, nah, like it's not. Just you can just watch the kills on YouTube, and you're out in eight minutes, and you got everything you needed to from this. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. It's just like I yeah, I don't know. Like I didn't I didn't appreciate the way you two did. Uh, but like, I don't I, think anyone again, I, I don't think anyone could. Yeah, I like I, I enjoy this like TJ. Like so, anyone in like I don't think anyone in history could. Like I don't understand. <laughs> no. Well, uh it's a it's a seven for me, dog. I can't go full eight like Gogs, but I I could not stop laughing i was uncontrollably laughing at this entire movie again i was annihilated uh gogs and i closed down the local sushi restaurant uh, near his place but we had uh like three 25 ounce beers and then sake and then you know sushi is a great meal but it's not good for soaking up the alcohol um so we were pretty we were pretty blitz when we watched this movie, but I again the movie is bad. I am not defending the movie, but like just like Venom 2 last week, I know we didn't review it, but like I watched it last week. I had such a good time at how fucking stupid it was. Like I could not like God had to pause the movie after that kid got hit by the glass pane. We ran it back two times. Couldn't stop laughing at it. Cause like the whole setup to that scene is so fucking nonsensical. Like there's like pigeons in front of him and he like decides to like chase the pigeons. And they're like, like there's two people going, stop, don't do this. And he's like, what pigeon? And then he gets like mushed by a glass pane. It's fucking hilarious. Let me, let me ask you real quick though, both of you yeah if would you have laughed one time or been even remotely interesting if all the kills were just like regular like pg-13 type kills and the rest of the movie absolutely not the same? no yeah. not absolutely at all not. Okay. not at all right also so we didn't even touch yeah we didn't even touch on the dude from living single and his weird like pimp character that was in this movie like he was always dressed like very stylish and like he's like Chris i'm not yeah, and then he's like, he's like, I'm not scared to die. And then then he tries to kill himself, which is funny. Like oh, the no, whole that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? He played the, the he played the glasses. Yeah, he was in Living Single. He played like oh, the yeah, one yeah, neighbor yeah. that wanted always fuck. He the was one... he was Overton's roommate. Yes, yes. Uh, but anyway, it's a seven for me, dog. I I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I will admit that like if I watch this by myself, stone cold sober probably be around the Sean or Alex score. Not gonna lie. Alright, who's picks next week? Alex, it, 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 it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. Four? I don't know. Okay. We're picking Final <laughs> Destination. Is there a four? Yeah, there's five of them. Alright, well, Final Destination. We, have to, we have to watch five. Well, do you want to pick five? I, mean, I guess I could pick five. Alright, Alex picking five. You know what? Give me a minute. Give me, give me five? half a second. Is it like five a, is um, the NASCAR one, I think. Well, do they? Is that a bringing the band back together movie? Do they drag everybody? Well, I guess everybody's dead, right? Never mind. So first one's an hour thirty-eight. Ah, uh, there we go. Hour thirty-three. Smart, smart, right here. Fifth one's an hour. Th- There's six of them. Jesus. Jesus Christ! But you know what? None of them are over an hour forty. So I mean, God bless. Or none of them are over. So. We got uh, the third one has Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Ooh, like her. The fifth one is only an hour and 22 minutes long. Well, mm. that might be the one then. <laughs> or maybe that's the fourth. No, no, it's the fifth one. Um, that means I mean, Sean's I, the credits. Fourth, it's probably the an hour ones, The fourth one's an hour 22. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll do the third one because it has Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It at least has an actress that I actually like know of and like no looking at the cast list though that's it <laughs> it's just her it's got a guy in there named there's a there's a member of the cast named his legit name is Texas Battle and his character <laughs> his character's name is Lewis Romero and it's like we've okay. seen that guy Texas Battle in something oh, I remember so, that name 
Really? So yeah, we're Texas watching... Battle sounds like a name Gogs would come up with. We're watching this one because this one's directed by James Wong, who directed the one. Oh fuck! Oh yeah. Okay. So we're right. watching this one. Hopefully, it's which which old. one is it again? I'll put it on the plex. Three. Uh, three. Okay. All yeah, right. He's everybody. got an actor, an actor that we know, and a director who directed a movie that absolutely slapped. So yeah, hopefully, Hell yeah. Oh, real quick, I did have one thing I wanted to ask. When they found out that the the woman being pregnant wasn't the issue, did anybody think for two seconds, like I did, like the girl was going to turn to the cop and be like, yo, you got to blam in me so we can make another unexpected life? I thought as soon as Tony Todd explained it to her, I thought she was going to look at the cop and go, I need you to fucking cream pie me immediately. But that was not the case. I'm into that. Uh, All right. Well, that's the show. Uh, Check out uh, the Reddit... Uh, breedable material. That's a great Reddit you can follow. And uh, what? yeah, what was that? Readable, breed? Uh, no, no, breedable. Oh, wait, why are you oh. plugging that on this show? Because they were just talking about impregnating people. I was trying to oh. say thematic. Oh my God. Me every time I do it. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Uh, uh, <laughs> and other than that, yeah, uh, go watch Final Destination Two. I get <laughs> real drunk. Would that be though if it was like, yeah, you got a blam in me, and then it turns into the road where they have to protect her for like nine months? You know what? I, that's a much better movie. Yeah, protect her from just not dying. Like, yeah, from yeah, all these like I, 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 we didn't get into this, but I had this like I had this like got, I, again I was very drunk, but I had this idea that like you do a Final Destination movie, but it's about like my life where like death just gets tired because I literally do nothing all day. Like I come back to my house. And like I just jerk off and watch anime all day, and the death's like it just gets frustrated. Where he's trying like, to figure out ways to kill you when he's you're like, what the all fuck up. What, yeah, what am I gonna do to this guy? He doesn't fucking do anything. He's like, and finally, like death just dies. It's like a like a Garth Ennis kind of story. Yeah, what? death dies waiting for me to do something because I'm just so fucking boring. I was pitching. I was pitching to TJ like uh, the same thing happens, but then the guy who doesn't get killed, death decides to spare him. But then it's like, notice me, senpai. And he just keeps trying to get killed by death, and he just doesn't not let bad. it happen. It's also not bad. It's like the sequel to the movie. Yeah, or All they right, realize, anyway. or they realize that if they get killed, if somebody gets killed out of order, and the rest of them are fine. So yeah. they're hunting down the one guy trying to kill that I person. Like idea. We've just come up with. So that guy is running from them, but also death. We've just come up with See, three better sequels. Or than, what, like death it follows. What about if death just doesn't function at all until you get it sorted out? So it's like they cut to like an abortion clinic and they're just like, I don't know, it's just not working. You know what I mean? Like and it's yeah. just like oh, nobody oh, dies oh, until I figure it out. On pause. Yeah. Can we watch it follows? <laughs> wait, wait, that was that's a thing. better a better version of this movie anyway. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't all death being on pause like literally a like a like a MacGuffin in either a movie or a comic book? Preacher. Mm. Preacher was yeah, preacher. There was some old uh, death takes a holiday. Tales to astonish or not tales to astonish? What what was was that old anthology show? Not old, but from like the eighties. Amazing stories. Yeah, I think that one of those episodes was something like that. I mean, if you want a guy, a guy captured death. So it's uh, I know people. exactly and what you're ev- talking about. Eventually, yeah. people are like coming to him, begging him to release the death so they can die because they still have all their ailments and like injuries and sicknesses and cancers. And they're like begging this guy to let death out of the bag so that they can all die. I I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That's the show. I have to pee really bad. Uh, Fuck your own ass. See you guys. Love you much. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye. Bye.